Hello, and welcome to Building High Performance Cultures, a weekly series where we talk with executives from top organizations about how they've built high performance cultures and how they're leveraging their culture as competitive advantage. I'm Marty Parker, the Chief Executive Officer of Waterstone Human Capital, and my guest today is the Chief Executive Officer of MetaV Blue Cross, Bernard Lord. Bernard, welcome to Building High Performance Cultures. Well, thank you very much for having me, Marty. Happy to be here. For those of you who don't know Bernard, Bernard Lord became the Chief Executive Officer of MetaV in 2016 to provide strategic leadership to further the company's vision to transform primary healthcare. And prior to this role, he spent eight years on the board of MetaV, served as president and CEO of the Canadian Wireless Telecommunications Association, and was chair of the Mobile Giving Foundation uh, Canada. He continues to serve as the chair of the Ontario Power Generation. In addition, Bernard became one of Canada's youngest premiers in 1999 and served as the premier of New Brunswick until October 2006. He was elected four times as a member of the New Brunswick Legislative Assembly. And of course, under Bernard's leadership, Medivy Blue Cross won its fourth Canada's Most Admired Corporate Cultures Award in 2018 and was inducted as a result into the program's Hall of Fame. So for Bernard, for people who aren't familiar with Medivy Blue Cross, Tell us a little about the organization and the culture you have there. Well, thank you very much, Marty. And I, I have to say it was a real honor and a privilege for me and the whole organization to be inducted in, in the Hall of Fame. It's something that the whole organization is very proud of. And I, I think it, it is a highlight of, uh, of our culture. It really illustrates who we are uh, as an organization. So for us at Medivy, we, we are a purpose-driven organization. And, and our purpose is to improve the well-being of Canadians. Um, and we do this by being a trusted health solutions partner, and we partner with individuals, with groups, with employers, with governments in helping people uh, improve their health. So we, we manage Blue Cross. We, have the, we are the largest um, Blue Cross provider in Canada, and we manage individual and group benefits uh, for Blue Cross. Our license is from Ontario East, so it covers uh, basically 70% of the Canadian population. And we're a premier all-in-one carrier. We provide health, dental, travel, life, uh, disability coverage for individuals and for, for groups. Uh, we also have Medivy Health Services. Medivy Health Services is a national primary healthcare solutions uh, company. It's the largest contracted provider of emergency medical services in, in Canada. So all in all, we have about 7,000 to 7,500 employees that physically work in uh, nine provinces now. Uh, we have uh, physical, uh, as I say, we have physical presence in nine provinces, but we actually serve clients and customers uh, from coast to coast in all provinces, in all territories. And we're a growing company. We, uh, we've been growing in recent years. We intend to continue to grow. And we, uh, we're, you know, we're, we're built with uh, and include a lot of dedicated, hardworking individuals that get up every single day to uh, fulfill our mission and to serve people. It's a great story. And most people don't realize the scope uh, of MetaV Blue Cross. It's really been an incredible story. Now, Bernard, as the CEO, what is your role in sustaining the culture and building the culture at MetaV? Well, it's, it's, uh, that's an important question. That's, it's central to my job as, as CEO. Um, you know, as a CEO, I, I feel part of my work, of course, is strategy and in, in helping and developing strategy. 
But as well, my role as CEO is, includes uh, motivating uh, people and inspiring our, our, our teams as well. Uh, it's leading, making sure that we, um, and as a, a CEO, I lead by example and that I, I lead the organization in terms of delivering our, on our strategy, reaching, reaching our, our goals, and as well as making sure the execution is there. But in terms of the culture itself is making sure that as, as leader, as a CEO of the organization with our executive senior leadership team and, and the whole team, frankly, that we continuously build a strong culture within the organization. And I, I feel that as we, uh, we strive to be a trusted leading health solutions partner, it's important for us to have the right culture. You can have the best strategy in the world. You can put in place an execution plan and everything in place. If you don't have motivated, engaged, talented workforce and people that believe and share your values and believe in your purpose, if you don't have the culture to support it, the strategy will never be implemented successfully. And that's why it's so important to build a strong, vibrant culture within an organization like ours, especially an organization as diverse in terms of the businesses that we have, the services that we provide, the products that we sell, as well as the geography. So we're not all at the same place. We're not all there at the same time doing the same thing. So what really unites us, what keeps us together is our sense of purpose, our mission, and the glue of all of that is the culture within the organization. Now, Manavi's mission, and you mentioned it before, Bernard, is to improve the well-being of Canadians. How does the, that focus on well-being translate into the culture of the company? It, it translates every single day. It's, it's really part of our DNA. It's a second nature, if you will. It's the, we, we have some clear values at Medivy to, to really activate our culture. And those values, and, and we, we believe that we excel as an organization when we live our values. And the values are values of caring, of being accountable, being responsive, being innovative and community-minded. And we, so it, these values are central to our mission of improving the well-being of Canadians. So the reason we exist is because we believe that, uh, and this started over 77 years ago, 78 years ago now with uh, what was the precursor to Blue Cross in Atlantic Canada. And it was a, a, a mission to help people be prepared in case of an emergency for health. And that sense of caring for others, that coming together to make sure we can improve the well-being of, of individuals or families or communities has stayed true to our core values ever since. And whether we, we, we think of our paramedics that are picking up patients to transport them to a hospital, or we think of the nurses that go into homes to treat patients, or right now we have uh, some of our teams helping out with outbursts of COVID-19 in nursing homes in making sure that those patients are safe and other employees are safe. Or when we think of one of our call center people answering calls to make sure that someone gets the benefit or the dental claim that they had gets paid. Caring is central to everything that we do and it transcends the organization. The same of, I could say with being responsive that making sure that we're in tune with the needs of the people that we serve. Uh, that is a clear focus of ours and that's part of our culture. The culture of being accountable, not only accountable to our clients, our customers and our partners, but accountable to ourselves as well internally. So accountability is, is internal and external. 
that we, uh, we live up to our commitments, that we fulfill our commitments. And if we make a mistake, we, we own the mistake as well. That's part of being accountable. The innovation part of our culture and our values is very, very important. We, we, we feel that we need to continuously look for better ways of doing old things. So even if we keep doing things that we've been doing as an organization let's say for over 75 years, how can we improve that and make it even easier and better and simpler for the people that we serve? And with the new types of services and, and products that we deliver, some only we've been doing for a year, some for five years or 10 years, it's the same thing. How do we innovate? So innovation for us in, internally as part of our culture and values is not just the newest technology, even though we have a highly sophisticated team of over 400 individuals that work in IT in our business, IT is one component, but how we think, how we view problems is also part of innovation and that's part of our culture. And another component is the, the last value of being um, community-minded. And that translates in our employees uh, directly in what we do every day, just being present in our communities and improving the well-being as community-minded, but as well going beyond that with either individual employees supporting community groups, uh, organizations, charities, as well as our, we have a Medivy Health Foundation where we donate money to support organizations uh, to improve the well-being in our community. So as you can see, these, these five core values, uh, when you, when you uh, link them all together, is they're intertwined and they build the culture that we have within Medivy. And we feel that, as I said earlier, we excel when we live these values and it's being done every single day. Well, speaking, you know, in excelling when you live the values, you've taken at Medivy uh, a, a big kind of step forward and a commitment in, in terms of your leaders. And when it comes to your leadership competency framework, how do, you, how do you use that to kind of develop your leadership capacity at Medivy? Well, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's very important. And we, we don't take that for granted. And we, we don't just wait for it to, uh, to happen on its own. It's something that we know that we have to be deliberate in nurturing and, and building over time. And, and that transcends uh, the organization. So as I mentioned, the, the, the core values that we have they, they have to guide our actions and they guide our actions and our behaviors uh, internally as part of our leadership framework. Um, it's also part of how we, uh, we integrate talent uh, within the organization. And, and the view that we have is we, you know, we're a large employer in some of our communities and we're a smaller employer in other communities. But basically, we, we want people that want to work at Minivy. We don't just want people that work for us or work with us as employees because that's the only job they can have. Sure, we want people that have a, a decent living to be able to take care of their families, but we, we really want to attract individuals that have talent and competencies and that are aligned with our purpose and our values. And that speaks to how we, we nurture and develop leadership as well within the organization. So it's not just about having a job and doing a job, is also making sure that we're aligned in our values and our mission. And I really want for our, our people that work within Medivy, I want it to be meaningful. And what I've noticed with younger generation and frankly, our generation as well that are evolving, people aren't just satisfied by having a job. They want to be able to do something that is meaningful. 
that they, they feel that they're helping someone in their community, that they're developing the local uh, economy, that they're having an impact. And that is part of our overall development of employees and of our leaders uh, internally. Now, why is it important to you as a leader, Bernard, to have a strong development pipeline uh, of people and le future leaders in the organization? Well, that's that's key. And, you know, we, we talked earlier about some of the things that uh, leadership and a CEO and, and we, you have strategy, you have culture, succession are key components of every CEO's responsibility. And I would say every board's responsibility as well, uh, overseeing the role of their CEO. They have to make sure that uh, strategy is in place. And then you have the structure and the, and the people to implement the strategy. You have to make sure that the, the, the culture is in place. So the glue that keeps all of this together and, and the heart and soul of the organization has to be there as well. But succession is key. And succession is key at, at every level because there's always some turnover. There's always some churn in every organization. And you don't want to be surprised by someone that decides to leave because for whatever reason, either they win the lottery, they have another job, they decide to run for office, whatever it is, they want to spend more time, retire early, retire late, whatever the, the reasons are, it's important to have a great succession pipeline in an, organ, in an organization. And the approach that we've developed and we're building in, within Medevi is that we want to make sure that we have people internally that can, that can fill vacant positions when they become vacant positions, whether it's at, at the leadership level, at the management level. But we also, from time to time, want to recruit from outside. So to bring new ideas and new blood and new way of, of looking at things. So we, we feel that the blend of um, internal uh, talent that is nurtured and developed, as well as bringing outside people from time to time, gives us the blend that we need to continue to grow and, and, and succeed as an organization. Well, Bernard, I also know that Medivis really committed to achieving better gender balance on its board and senior management. But what are some of the ways that, that you've been able to do that and are doing that? And what have you learned as you move towards that goal? Yeah, this has been something that I've worked on for, for a long time, not simply here at Medivis, but in other organizations that I've been involved in. And uh, simply, you know, we just think we're a better organization when, when everyone's welcome, when everyone feels they have their place in the organization where everyone can contribute. So we've, we've set some goals and we've put some process in place. Uh, we're a member of the 30% the, uh, the club. So we, and if you look at our board, uh, we're close to, I think it's 45% of our, our board is uh, women, 55% are men. We, uh, we've set targets that we want to maintain 40% uh, of each. So it gives us flexibility. It's not just a hard target of saying 50-50, but we want 40%. We, um, we've put in place a, a new uh, initiative this year in terms of, uh, this year is actually in, in 2020, um, in terms of diversity, equity, and, and inclusion. And we're strengthening our internal policies in terms of, uh, of that. In, in various ways as well. We are doing it in how we uh, deal with the people that we serve, of course. Uh, we're doing it uh, as well as, so for instance, we're, we're reviewing every single form that we have and uh, we're adapting the questions and some questions and some of our forms have been around for literally decades. 
and we we felt it was the appropriate time to review some of the forms to make sure that they they uh, they're more in tune with the times and that we don't ask questions that we don't need to know and we don't ask questions that don't need to ask and if when we do ask questions that we ask it in the way that is respectful to the people that we are serving and to our customers and our clients so we're we're doing that that's a very practical very concrete way that we're putting our, our values and our thoughts and our policies uh, in, into work. We, um, so that's one avenue. We're looking at our, our policies in diversity, equity, inclusion in terms of as an employer as well, to make sure that we have a workplace where everyone can maximize their potential, that everyone feels welcome, that there's a respectful and constructive work environment. And we're also in the third aspect will be in terms of diversity, equity, and inclusion is our role in our community. So not only do we want to look at it from the angle of the people that we serve, we want to look at it from the angle of who we are as an employer, but as well as a thought leader and a, and a, a community leader as an organization, what's our role there on, on these issues? So we're developing these policies and these plans, as you can see. Some have already taken shape, some are already being implemented, and it will be a, a multi-month, if not a multi-year process to get to exactly where we want to be. But this is a clear illustration of how our, our values come to life and um, how our teams are involved. And, and some of these initiatives weren't brought by me at all. They were brought by our team members and from our employees when we asked them, are there things that we can do to improve and they point these things out to us. So we've created a council to deal with um, some of these uh, ideas, to deal, to implement, I should say, some of these ideas. So I'm, I'm very excited by the work that is being done by our teams. Uh, they report directly to me because I think it's important for me as CEO to be involved in this aspect of our culture. Absolutely, and becoming more important because it leads to better decisions, better dialogue, and, and ultimately, uh, you know, better businesses. Absolutely. And I've had this conversation with a lot of people. This is not something you do just because it's the right thing to do. Yeah, you do that. Sure. You do it because it makes your organization better. And, and it's better for the, the people that we serve, our customers, our clients, our partners. It's better for our employees. It's better for our communities. It's better for everyone involved. This is not just, you know, standing high on our you know, on our high horse and saying, oh, we're doing, no, we're doing this because it makes us better and more productive. And we've, we just feel it's a better environment for uh, everyone involved. Bernard, this is a great question for you with all of the experience you have in the private sector and in the public sector, but what's the one thing that you'd like people to better understand about working in the public sector? About working in the public sector? Um, it's a, it's a difficult environment now, I find, in the public sector. The, the expectations are extremely high. Um, the, the people, in, and there's different ways to work in, in the public sector. You have people that are running for office. And I, I think we need to encourage uh, highly qualified, motivated people to run for office. We all benefit from having solid, good government. I've had the, the pleasure of traveling uh, in several, several countries on several continents and, you know, sometimes there's things that we take for granted when, when we live here in Canada and, and good governance may be one of them. And that doesn't mean that the government itself or the individuals are perfect. No, no one is. But when you compare our system of governance and how it's working and what it does for us, and then you combine that with the, the freedoms that we enjoy in the country and the, 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 um, the rule of law 
that is prevalent. And, you know, from time to time, you may read something you don't like or so on. But what we have here in our country is so good. So when we think of working in the public sector, it's important to have people that are highly motivated and dedicated. But that's also true in the private sector. Um, but the roles may be different. The, the, the objectives of a government or a government department are sometimes different than the objective of a private sector company. And frankly, what I like about uh, Medevi, Medevi Blue Cross, Medevi Health Services, we're a bit in the middle uh, in the sense that we, we are a private company, but we are a not-for-profit company in the sense that we don't have shareholders. So we don't pay dividends to individuals when we have a great successful year, um, but we do uh, invest in our foundation. And uh, so, we're, we're not government, but we serve governments. We also serve individuals. So I, I find Medivy is this perfect blend for me and, and for people that share our view that there's a role for private sector companies in improving uh, public deliver, publicly funded services in some cases, and as well having a big impact in our communities. Yeah, well said. Um, how have you and your team fared? during the COVID-19 pandemic these past number of months? Well, it's, you know, the, the last 12 months have been, um, have been challenging for a lot of people. And as an organization, you know, I have to say the, the resiliency. And we, we talked about culture. And sometimes, you know, as, as, a, as a leader of an organization or a director or someone that's involved, you wonder what's the value of these things we talk about culture? We saw our culture in action at Menevi in the last 12 months. We, the resiliency, the, 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 the fact that our people were motivated as a health organization, um, they knew, and we all knew, that our services and product would be in high demand in a health pandemic. So the, the caring aspect, the responsive aspect, the innovative aspect of our uh, values really came through. And because of our values, we were able to uh, go through this pandemic um, better than most. Now, I'm not saying there hasn't been some issues. Of course, we all have to adapt. We, uh, and we know there's been some additional stress uh, on some members of our team. And we've put some things in place in the last year to help our employees uh, uh, deal with mental health, to better support our staff with mental health the way we have as well with some of our clients. So if there are things that we can learn from the last 12 months, it's we always have to be, you know, like Boy Scouts, you always have to be prepared. You're never quite <laughs> sure what's coming next. And when we think of our strategy as an organization, we really look at our strategies. How do we future-proof as best as we can our organization? And how do we get the cornerstones of success in place that we can deal with a changing environment? And we think of changing environments, sometimes we think of it as a business changing environment, but a health changing environment is a changing environment. How do we adapt? And what we were able to do, uh, of course, uh, you know, I, I, let me go back before I say what we were able to do early in the pandemic. One of our biggest concerns, and one of my biggest concerns was making sure that our frontline employees would have the personal protection equipment they needed to, uh, to keep patients safe, keep themselves safe, and also keep their families safe. So when I'm thinking of our paramedics and nurses and health professionals that were on the front lines and our, 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 our team procurement team did an outstanding job and we were able to meet our needs for our employees throughout. 
they kept working on the front lines. Our office employees, if you look at our Blue Cross operations, well, close to 99% of our Blue Cross employees ended up working from home and most are still working from home, most like 98% are still working from right. home now. And to be able to pivot uh, so quickly is a testament to the, the, uh, the preparation that was built in the organization over years and the plans that have been put in place in case something happens, what do we do? The investments that we made in, in IT, the training, and, but I must say, what really made it work is the fact that our employees wanted it to work, the fact that they were committed to making it work. And I, I could see myself on calls with team members across the organization, and you'd see them in, at their kitchen table or down in their basement, and they would do whatever needed to be done to make it work. That is the value of having a strong culture and having dedicated and engaged workforce that want to serve our customers and want to serve our partners. And so when I think back of the last 12 months, we, we all learned a lot of things, but it certainly highlighted to me the importance of culture. It highlighted the, the importance of our, our values. And it showed that there was a lot of resiliency and energy in, in the organization. Wonderful. Um, looking ahead, three, four, five years, Bernard, what do you see as critical to aligning your people to your culture and continuing to sustain your high performance culture that you've built at Medivy? Well, it, it's a never ending journey. Um, so if, if one thing is really important is not to take things for granted. So even though we've had success, even though we've been recognized, we have to be vigilant and continue to improve our culture and strengthen our culture and adapt where we need to adapt. And, and that means in terms of making sure our, our leadership in the organization continues to understand the value and the importance of, of, of our culture and our values, and that we continuously activate our, our values internally at all levels. So when we're onboarding new employees, we don't take for granted that the previous employee uh, and understood the values and the culture and, and how we do things within Menevi but every single employee in the recruitment aspect is, is important. Because as I said earlier, when you can recruit individuals that are as passionate as we are about the well-being of Canadians that want to make an, a, a clear uh, improvement to how people get access to their drugs, their medication, their treatment, or receive direct service, that is the best way to strengthen our values and continue building our culture. But the key thing for us is just building on the success we've had not be complacent and be willing to continue to, to, to change and improve. It's not because er that we've done a lot of things right that we cannot improve. We have to show that we will, are willing to continuously improve. And that starts uh, with me, with our board, with our senior leadership team, and with everyone in the organization. Very good. Bernard, I'm curious to know, what trends do you foresee coming in building high-performance cultures? Um, I, I, well, we've talked about some of them uh, today, but so I think how we incorporate uh, digital tools will be important. As well, I think it's important as we build strategy that we, you know, you'll, you'll hear a lot of organizations, including our own, talk about how they're more and more customer-centric, that they think of their decisions 
for their customers. And we fully subscribe to that. We think of, of the end user, we think of our members, we think of the patients, and how do we structure our services and product to improve the well-being of those individuals. But another key component that really supports that is the employee experience. And I think it's important for organizations to think about the employee organ, uh, experience within the organization. So how do we make sure that employees are supported? How do we make sure that people that are in the organization have ways to advance and learn, continue to grow? So what are development plans for, for the individuals? And that helps build a high performance culture within an organization. So it's not only having a, a, an alignment on purpose, on vision, on, on, on our mission, but as well realizing that part of the strategy has to be, it has to be a great experience for the employee. It goes back to something that I've said earlier. I strongly feel that people today don't just want a job to have a job and a paycheck. Yeah, everybody wants a paycheck. There's things that we all want to do, but people want to do something that is meaningful and they want to know they have the tools to do what is meaningful. And that means the employee experience within an organization needs to support that. And I, I feel it's one way to attract highly talented, highly motivated, highly engaged individual to build our success with us. It, it's really well said, you know, the, the employee experience and how important that is in terms of connecting individual meaning to organizational purpose. I, I think you're absolutely right. As simple as it is to say, uh, the focus of organizations who can that is going to, they're going to be rewarded. Yeah, you're right, Marty. And, and some of these things are easy to say, and they're a little bit harder to do. I, I, I like to say strategy is fun. And uh, strategy, you know, you can do on a Friday night, even with a beer in hand, you can strategize. Execution sure. is real work. Implementing these yeah. things is real work. Um, making sure that we have the discipline to follow through and sustain it. And that's where success comes, comes from. So, uh, you know, it's, it's the old adage, uh, you know, it's easy to say, harder to do. Um, but luckily for me uh, with Medivy, there's been great people that have come before me that have built a really solid organization. And we, we have people in the organization that have been around for 20, 30 years and they've nurtured and built this culture and they care about our culture. They care about our success. And they, they, they share that belief and they share that energy with the new generation coming in. So it makes my life a little bit easier knowing that the organization has this history and the culture of maintaining a culture. I have one final question for you. And that is, if you had one piece of advice uh, that you could give to a young person or a new leader or someone who's starting out on their high performance culture leadership journey, what would that be, Bernard? Um, that's a good question. I, I would say, um, don't be afraid and believe and believe in what you're doing. Um, it's, Building a high-performance culture is possible. Others have done it. We're doing it. It can be done. So if, if you're young and full of energy and ambition and, 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 and ideas, do it. And it's okay from time to time to make mistakes. Everybody makes mistakes. And 
the thing about mistakes is learning from those mistakes and, and, and adapting from those mistakes and making things better about mistakes. My, my mother used to tell me, if you're, if you're smart, you'll learn from your mistakes. And if you're really smart, you'll learn from other people's mistakes. And I thank my brothers uh, for all the mistakes they made. And <laughs> they don't like when I say that joke, but it's, you know, it, it's not, that's why I say, you know, believe and don't be afraid. Um, and, but also if I could add is listen, listen to the people around, learn from other people. Um, that's true leadership is, is, is taking time to listen to others and taking ideas that come from others and sometimes questioning your own, not your own fundamental beliefs, because that's important. That's, that should be your anchor. That's, but questioning some of the ideas or the solutions that you have when you hear from others that they may have better ideas and better solutions. And that's true leadership. So my advice would be to um, don't be afraid. Um, believe in yourself, but also listen to others. Bernard, this has been great. I mean, when you look at an, a mission of improving the well-being of Canadians, and I can tell so much of the culture that you and your teammates are continuing to live and grow comes down to creating meaning, development for people, and that employee experience. And you know, when we did our Canada's Most Admired interviews last year, uh, and I'm sure it'll be somewhat the same this year, we had three key themes that were developed, that people were working on their culture, whether it was what they wanted yet constantly, it's like health now, where we focus on it and need to stay focused, that they were creating an environment of psychological safety, which in fact allows for what you just talked about, the, you know, people taking risks and making mistakes and winning or learning, not, not worrying as much about failure. And finally, that people wanted to be de developed, that they wanted their personal and professional lives to be put first uh, and, and to develop themselves as people and profession. So you've hit on all of these today, which has been great. Uh, but I really want to go back and focus on this whole idea of focusing on the employee experience. I think, I think that has real incredible value for listeners or viewers of this program and, and taking this out of this today. And I also think there's another, and I'm really glad we asked the question about public service because you know, it's people like you who, who sometimes they do it earlier in their career as you did, yep. other people do it later, but who've really put um, public service as an important part of of their own career. And if we don't get that right, if we don't in, attract better and more people to that, we're, we can't continue to have peace, order, and good government as we have in, in our country and in the provinces that operate within it every day. I, I completely agree with you, Marty, on, on, on the last point. And, and we, um, we, 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 need, we, we have debates in our democracy and we sh we're, we're fortunate to have debates in our democracy and it's important to have debates in our democracy. It's important to have people that have different points of view and it's okay that we don't all agree. You know, sometimes people say, why can't everybody agree and get along? Well, when you look around the world, countries where leaders get 95, 96, 97% support, those are all the places in the world where you don't want to live. And it's okay to have difference of opinions as, you know, someone once said, it's, it's okay to have disagreements as long as we're not disagreeable. And so encouraging people to either run for office or work in the public service in all sorts of capacities, whether it's as an employee of government or on a health board or all sorts of organizations is key to peace, order, and good government in, in Canada. I just want to highlight another point that you mentioned 
on the employee experience and empowering employees is we have to, to make it meaningful. We, we have to enable people to make decisions, to make choices wherever they are in the organization. Everything can't be brought up in all decisions made by one person. That doesn't work. And when we talk about the employee experience, it also includes empowering people and accepting that, yeah, they may make decisions that aren't exactly the same as their supervisor or the CEO or the board would make. That's okay. In most cases, the decisions are good and they'll make good decisions. And whenever there's a mistake or an error, you fix it. It's, but that way, it's, it's, the organization is more nimble. The organization can function better. And I just feel that people within the organization um, will perform better because they know that they have real um, meaning in their work, that they can make real decisions. I couldn't, uh, I couldn't agree with you more. We're separated at birth on that one for sure. Um, I want to thank you again, Bernard. Uh, Bernard Lord, the CEO of Medivy Blue Cross, for joining us today. It's been, it's been terrific. It's been an honor to spend a little time with you and uh, learning more about what has been, I think, a phenomenal story uh, with Medivy Blue Cross, not just uh, in the last few years, but in the last number of years, which what brings you to our Hall of Fame and the first Atlantic Canadian based organization that has uh, that has uh, gotten that honor. And there will be many more. With Roots in Atlanta, Canada, that's important to me, but I know there will be many more. And I know you will have set the course for many future winners behind you. So thank you, Bernard. Well, Marty, thank you for taking the time. I'm, I was thrilled to do this. I hope it was helpful. And I look forward to when we can get together again and celebrate high performance cultures across the country. Here's to that. And join us next week for another episode of Building High Performance Cultures. And in the meantime, if you'd like to know more about the topic, please visit waterstonehc.com.